Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is August 19th. The time is about 11.30 p.m. I started a little bit late, but I will finish late too, guys. Um, for those people who are new to this conference who have never asked any questions, please mention it to Gayatri, and she is going to promote. You have to show your face, and you have to, uh, if, you, if you can uh, give your name, um, a chat saying that you've never been called before, she will give promotion to you. Tanu? Hello. Hi, uh, Rahul. Uh, my question is, my husband is on L1 and I'm on L2. I got mm-hmm. my EAD, and mm-hmm. uh, but he went to India and he's stuck there. So from September, his uh, India payroll will start. So how long mm-hmm. I can stay in US and can I work on my EAD? So you are an L2, right? Yes. Uh... There's no, uh, how long he's been there now? So he went in May, but his uh, US payroll was generated till August payroll will be generated. From September, India payroll will start. There's no clear answer to that right now because he wanted to come. He did not abandon it. So he should be, you should continue for a while. If it crosses January, I would recommend to contact lawyer at the time. Okay, uh, so at least I can work for two, three months. I would do it. If there is no clear guidelines on it. I would do it if, if I were you. Okay. Uh, so, and secondly, like uh, maybe I will contact you after two or three months uh, to check if I can yeah. continue working or not. Yeah, come, so, come to the conference call. Okay. Okay. So right now uh, there is no issue if it's India payroll. I don't, is see, I don't, I don't see an issue now. Okay. And the uh, next thing is if, uh, uh, and okay, uh, we'll discuss after two months then. Yeah. Thank you. Sudhir. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Sudhir. I'm trying to uh, renew my uh, EAD and uh, advanced payroll uh, and I'm falling into the 180 day mark next week. So I have one question. Um, as of uh, 2016, uh, I entered US uh, uh, from India and uh, I-94 was generated. And after that, in 2019, uh, I went to Canada uh, for a couple of days. I came back using the AVR, uh, uh, Automatic Visa Revalidation, uh, but I-94 did not change. Uh, so what should I answer to the question, which is date of your last arrival into U- United States? Would it be the, f- uh, the one which where, is on- Where? I mean, where? Uh, in uh, where? Uh, 765 application. Yeah, use, uh, use the uh, date that you entered from Canada. Okay, good. Uh, I have one more question. Uh, the eligibility criteria for the uh, adjustment of status, uh, it should be C9, right? Uh, 
I I read somewhere online that it, uh, people also write C nine P P as in parrot. I don't know what P is. Just C nine. Oh, okay. Just C. Okay. Uh, one last question, uh, Rahul. Uh, I'm joining a new employer uh, starting September uh, first week. Uh, I'm using my EAD. Uh, so if I file the 765 before that, uh, my uh, uh, immigration status on 765 application would be H1. And after that, it would be payrolly. Uh, if I if I delay it by a couple of weeks, I I should write payrolly on that, right? That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Uh, okay. So okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you going to file? So are you going to file after your EAD expires or before your EAD expires? Oh, my EAD expires in uh, February 2022. Uh, Got it. Okay. Okay. Got it. You're good. You're good. Just uh, want to make to, sure. Uh, I'm good to write H1, right? Uh, if I. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's okay. fine. You're good. To, you're good to write H1. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Alani. Yeah, hello. Uh, good morning, Rahul. Uh, yes. I have a question. So my H4 has expired on June 24th. So mm -hmm. I traveled to Mexico on August 1st while H4 and H4 EAD were pending. Is uh, that an extension of H1B or is it a transfer to H? Sorry, is it an extension of H4 or a transfer to H4? Uh, I traveled to Mexico while H4 extension is pending. H4 extension and H4 EAD is pending. I traveled on August 1st and I got my F1 approval on August 3rd. Um, so the same day uh, on August 15th, uh, sorry, I'm confused. On August 5th night, I entered back to United States on my F1 visa on August 5th, 8 p.m. So what mm -hmm. my H4 um, got, H4 and the EAD got approved. Um, so I got a letter in my mail uh, saying that uh, my H4 is effective on August 5th. So, but I entered that night, uh, August 5th night on F1 to the country. Are you, so are you in still service system? Yeah. Okay. Did you check, did you, were you, were you able to log into the service system? Uh I didn't check it, but um, I showed them service and I-20 while I'm entering. To the country that's not, not right now check it right now check it whether or not you're in the civil system okay okay uh, that's okay. one thing second thing is that what do you want is it h4 you want or is it f1 you want f1 you want to be an f1 yeah okay for to clear all the doubts go to mexico have a coffee yeah. come back an okay. f1 so if there is any doubts whether you are an H4 or F1, will be cleared. It will not create any problem at a later date if you go to Mexico and come back. Okay, but um, so I called I call USCIS and they said to call National Visa Center. So when I called them and gave my passport number and the details, they said uh, it is showing F1. So it's I still, so confusing that. Why? Why play at a edge of a knife? Just go to Mexico, have a coffee, come back. Okay, so I will Period. have my F1, right? There you go. Then you don't have any doubt. Okay. Next thing is that the USCIS officials and all these people are not supposed to give any legal advice to the people, though. They are not authorized to. Only lawyers are allowed to give. Next person, please. Okay, thank you. 
Next person, please. Vishankar. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. My question is the only one question. So when we file the concurrent for H1B, what is that I-94? Is it I-94 will be extended from the primary or I-94 still same? Concurrent, when you file the concurrent H1B, you mean to say? Correct, correct. When you file the concurrent H1B, you can apply until the, uh, you can you, you can apply, uh, you can only apply until the, until your I-94 time. You can't request more than that. Okay. So it's always a match with the, my primary H-1B I-94, right? Mm-hmm. That okay. is right. Thank you. Thank you. That's my question. Thank you. Next person, please. Teja. Um, hi, Rahul. Um, this is regarding my uh, change of uh, status. Actually, I was on F-1. I converted to H-4 in US recently. Uh, my F1 to H4 conversion got approved uh, this month. But again, my H1 with another employer, my first H1 with another employer got approved from October 1st. So basically, which means that my change of status would be starting from October 1st on H1. But I do not want to use H1 right away. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for continuing on H4 and H4 EAD. Uh, I, uh, as per you, if I had to but, go for... Uh, yeah. Mexico. Yeah, we already discussed. We already discussed. We, you said you never been called before, and then now I spoke with you before. Is that right about Mexico? Uh, but I do not have a stamping. So... That's the reason I told you it's called automatic revalidation. She's going to put a link. You said you never called though before. That's the reason she gave you a chance. Uh, I didn't say anything to her, but you did uh... not. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, you. If it's called automatic revalidation. If you don't have a stamping, you can go to Mexico and come back. If you have a stamping, you can go to any other country too. That's the reason I said it's automatic automatic revalidation. I use the word Margarita if I recall with you. So um, there is a link. We will provide it. You you can follow the link in there. It has the details that you can go to Mexico and come back without the passport visa. Okay, thank you. Sunil? Yeah, can you provide the link? Sure, Rahul. Okay, Gayatri, are you giving preference to the new people? Yes, Rahul. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm, I'm first time. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, and thank you, ma'am. My H1 extension was approved in January, and I got my GCAD also in April. But for my wife, her H4 extension and also her EAD have to come yet. So question is, if I go to India and come back and advance parole, uh, will it impact any of her applications? Is there any implication for her? Um, if you are going to, uh, so if you go and come back on advanced yes, parole sir. though, and she doesn't have adjustment of status EAD. No, she didn't get that. And her H4 visa expired in June and it is also pending. Technically speaking about, she cannot work on EAD, IH4 EAD though. Right, she's not working, she's just at home. Oh yeah, then you, she's fine. Then absolutely. Okay. No so they, she'll still be eligible for H4 extension, even if I come back on advanced parole. Repeat because again. I have, I have H1 extension valid for next almost three years. Her application is still pending. 
her ead is also pending 485 so, so once you come once you come back you will be an adjustment of status is right you already got your i140 is right correct yeah so you're just trying to give up give up your h1b unless you're going and getting stamping yeah i have some medical emergency so i have to go Yeah, right. just go and come back and advance parole. You don't need to be have a maintain the H one B. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, in the worst case, if I need to retain the H one B, yeah, there are. There, it's possible. It's possible. You can retain. Okay, but you'll have okay. to discuss with the lawyer privately. Next person. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, sir. Alok. Uh, hi rahul sir so rahul sir i landed to the us uh, last uh, tuesday and uh, my employer is asking me to sign the bond letter so i am on h1b and they are asking me to sign the uh, two years contract if you leave the organization then you need to pay the 8000 usd so what should i do i am not a contracts lawyer though um, but i can normally i sign a contract and i immediately complain to the dol you can do that Uh, yeah so and, my uh, and, yeah and uh, i would uh, it's mostly not enforceable but don't take my word okay mhm um there is called a wh4 form okay um and i'm going to give a link of that to you okay yeah yes sir wh4 dol form so what normally people do is they mm-hmm. they uh, where is the wh4 <clears throat> they sign and then when they leave they will complain to the labor department that's what they do okay and my follow up question let's say if i sign the one letter and i join the another organization within 6 month or let's say 4 months okay so then they can sue me or they will send me the court letter whatever so how can i Uh, I'm I I'm not a contracts lawyer, so you have to contact uh-huh. somebody else. Oh, okay, sir. Thank you, sir. But this is what people use. I'm going to send mm-hmm. a link of it, and then and employers are scared shit for this. Okay, and they will sure. revoke my H1B. Will they revoke my H1B? They, they can revoke the H1B. You already moved out, is right? Uh, correct. So if I join the another one, then I can find that DSW four. Yes. DSW four. Once you move, okay. then you file it. Believe me, oh. when this, if somebody threatens this with this one, mm-hmm. when we are on the receiving end, we are scared. <laughs> Believe me, oh. we are scared. We tell them to settle the matter. Give them ten thousand yeah. if they have to. Oh. Thank you, sir. So, will uh, will impact anything? Uh, can I work? No. Means I can't work in the U.S. No. or whatever. No, no, they can't make you not work. There's no, uh, they can't make you not work in the U.S. You can, they can't do that. The only thing they can okay. make you is that if you let's say if you join the client, they can restrain mm-hmm. you. Correct. But otherwise, if okay. you're going to work somewhere else, they cannot restrain you. You can work. Let's say, for example, if their contract is Microsoft, they tell you you cannot join Microsoft. You cannot. They can enforce mm-hmm. it. But if you're going to join Apple, they cannot restrict mm-hmm. you joining Apple. Oh, okay, sir. Thank, thank you Next so much, person. sir. Arun. Yeah, hi, hi Rahul. Uh, this is Arun. I'm currently on my uh, H1B, uh, and in December uh, I downgraded to EB3 because of the date movements. Uh, due to project requirements, I had to travel to a new location. I'm with the same company again. Uh, uh, one, um, I just want to check. Uh, 
my my spouse and uh, dependents are uh, uh, back in the same location where i was previously so is it necessary to file ar11 if i still maintain the old address as they are still staying there she's currently no. on i would not i would not so here is the thing though okay my village people go to dubai they stay for 10 years sometimes they don't even visit my village for one year but they call my village as their home they never call dubai as their home so if you consider that that is the home where your wife and family is living you don't have to do any ar11 you still have the address oh okay like uh, why i was uh, worried as uh, since i'm on h1b and this is my no- new work address so where i am working from i can still maintain that address and uh, but they can stay there that shouldn't be a problem for gc and all right rahul uh, no that should not be a problem for gc okay yeah thanks uh, uh, rahul next person please harry uh hi mr rahul can you hear me yes go ahead uh hi my son is 17 call this year so does he need to convert to f1 to apply for the colleges uh, he is an h4 right now is right yeah he is an h4 now uh, did you file your green card yeah my actually i have the one for i140 filed for, for primary first employer by uh 2015 so my second employee my, my current employee has filed for the uh, we are in the recruiting stage now okay yeah um, um he doesn't have to if he has to go to college he can go on h4 absolutely not a problem before he so, turns 21 before he turns 21 he has to move to f1 if his green card is not approved yeah but now we, we don't need to apply for f1 right now at this point not right now you can do it when he turns 20 okay so one more question is my second employer like uh, we are uh, in the recruiting stage so hopefully the dates will become current either next year or the year after next year so i can go for the proper uh, i140 when the date becomes current right i will file it on regular but when the date becomes current i can uh, file it on uh, i can upgrade to premium you don't need an i140 approval to file the 485 application even if the i140 is pending you can file the 485 application yeah but only when my priority date become current i will, i can uh, upgrade That to premium right. no yeah. you can update any time you can update right now you can update later on and you don't need to update it's up to you yeah but uh, i want to take that uh, csp option like uh, no when, uh, csp oh i forgot the csp option don't update it until the final action date is correct yeah yeah that's that's my question yeah i got you. I that's very good it. no don't update yeah. just because a priority date it's not the filing date it's the final action date that has to be correct yes final action yeah thank you sir okay thank next you. person please yeah you definitely should not do dream processing i sorry next person please hitesh uh hi thanks thanks rahul for giving me the opportunity to talk with you my question is regarding the priority date mismatch between two 140s so my original priority date was in may 2012 for which i had ab2 uh, category uh, i140 uh, in last october i applied for eb3 downgrade and mm-hmm. i got the 140 approved but mm-hmm. to my surprise the priority date is incorrect mentioning it as 2014 so my question is what is the way for me to get it corrected what is your priority date my original priority date was may 2012 but 
the newer one i got it 2014 yeah you you request them to correct it by online your lawyer can raise a service request but even if they don't honor it you have to consider yourself a 2012 not 2014 yeah uh, but i mean considering the way currently the eb uh, i mean the green green card i got the point but what can you do they won't correct it okay you when you request when the lawyer raises a service request they are not going to say hey lawyer rahul reddy we like you here is go for your client itesh we are going to correct and here we are going to send it in fedex the corrected i140 approval they want to do it this is the government they yeah. won't do it so what you have to consider is that you just have to raise a service request by a lawyer and you just have to assume yourself as 2012 and request the uscis to adjudicate your application but nothing can be done i mean they won't do it they won't act it and and it's it doesn't look like your lawyer did a mistake at all because otherwise your priority date shouldn't be 2014 it should be 2020 whatever not but yeah. definitely it's their mistake next person please there are a lot of people who are like 2014 and then we consider them as 2012 i mean not exactly the same date but they green card approvals next Akrit. person please hello rahul garu my situation yes. is like uh, my priority date is 2014 october and my wife's is 2011 august so when in 2020 october when i am filing my wife doesn't have the i140 with the current employer so i used my priority date to file the 485 application so now mm-hmm. her i140 is approved from her employer but we didn't receive mm-hmm. the physical copy yet Mm-hmm. so i got the medical rfe where i am trying to interfile the medical rfe along with no not the, not your wife's i140 you cannot oh with because i want to do her interfile make her at the primary no. no you can't do that you can't do that first she didn't had an i140 pending or approved at the time when you filed for it file number yeah. one fault number two fault is you cannot do switch the main applicant from this to that you can't do that don't do it don't confuse them because the immigration is going to get confused simple thing what he wasted it i want 40 correction they are they won't do it you think so this is don't do it you're going to mess it up and you are not eligible for for it and so if now, you want to if mm-hmm. you want to if you want to you can file the entire new application which is going to be a nightmare at this point of time i will submit the medicals right now and mm-hmm. evaluate my chances to see if i have to file the entire application again okay her employer is not ready to file the entire application what they are saying is like you can do the inter filing saying that primary to derivative no, no that's wrong that's Sorry. wrong yeah don't do it so Next now i person. can do mine just medical rfe response yeah both yours and your wife's yeah okay thank you next person please Hi Rahul. Um, yes, sir. I entered to USA on H4. I have applied for H4 EAD since it was taking long time. I used my old H1B and I switched. So I, I since uh, when uh, while I'm on H1B working for another company, H4 EAD got approved just this week. So which status I'll be in? and how do i so so, so 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 you you filed you filed h4 extension is it right no i entered through stamping in a, on a h4 visa 
then uh, applied for h4 ed uh, it was taking long time so i applied for h1b uh, which i had before and uh, switched to h1b H1. from h4 so it you are you are in h- you are on h1b right now right you are on h1b you yes. are not you are not on h4 so the ed is not valid okay so how do i manage uh, to get into ed now good thing there is something called automatic um, you have the passport stamping of h4 is right yes i do have ah go to mexico come back show them i'm happily married with this lady that's it you're in okay okay thank you okay that's simple and okay. then your h4 is active and h4 ead is active okay thank you next person please anish hey rahul um after getting the green card are we bound to the sponsoring employer or can we switch the job immediately i mean are you we can be, like you can months? flip a burger in mcdonalds you can be a microsoft ceo oh we can or you switch. can be a lawyer like me you can be a lawyer like me okay you can switch immediately there is no binding like six months or one year Nope. Okay. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. So will it cause Only... any issues during the citizenship? No. No issues. Okay. No binding Don't at all. Don't sell the drugs even though they sell, tell you it's legal. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. We have it somewhere online. Yeah, because we read somewhere online that uh, you are bound no. to six months. That is wrong information. Okay. Okay. There is no risk. Yeah. No risk before at all. Before 2001, before 2001, there are some things that are a little bit different at that time okay but that was almost 20 years ago next person please thank you thank you nikunja hey rahul um i have an uh, ab2 priority date from april 2015 from my previous employer and my current employer filed for my perm which got approved a week back so they are going to apply for my i140 in the eb2 category um and then when the dates you know become current in the date of filing chart they are willing to file the eb3 downgrade good money for lawyers <laughs> so what would you recommend just wait for the I, date of I, filing I, I, no why can't they do the eb3 right now they are, they have a strict rule where if your dates are not current they wouldn't file the eb3 right away good. lawyers are making money buddy um so, you are you know beggars don't have choice right i mean what what choice you have can you hire a different lawyer no um so my question would be uh, let's say my eb2 ivan fortic gets approved in, in premium processing and then when they apply for eb3 140 plus aos would that be considered a downgrade or would that be considered there is no there is no word called downgrade in the i140 application it mm-hmm. is just we created this word so that you guys will understand it a little bit better so it's a new application you will have eb2 and you will have eb3 Okay, so then they can just attach the valid perm with the EB three one forty, even the F one forty with the AOS. Oh, that's, that's right. I think that's fine then for with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sadhana. Okay. Hi, hi Rahul. Sure. So uh, I'm in a. little tricky situation let me give you a little context so i am a, um, at a company which is going through layoffs i was fortunate enough to get a job uh, my date is current 
uh, I got my I... EAD. Oh, did you say you got your EAD? Yes, I just got my EAD. What uh, about your I-140 approval? The, those are all approved, 180 days done. Uh, so that's all good. But the thing is, like, my lawyer kind of scared me yesterday saying that if I try to switch to a new job, there could be uh, problems with it in the sense if it, because it's six months over, right? I still have like few interviews to be uh, uh, attending to. I just don't want to join this particular company. So what what is the worst case scenario in my case, right? What so do I, just, I, I just don't want to lose my 485J, right? Like if, if my company lays me off, would I still be able to uh, join this other company um, or it's, would it it's, be a problem with the green it's, card? It's, it's, better, it's better that you don't maintain a gap period of employment in your job. Sure. So if you can find somewhere any IT job, even for 10 hours per hour, I would do that since you have an EAD. So from company A to company B to company C, so you can do that. I would like you to maintain that gap period, try to minimize the gap period. Sure. Is, I mean, that, I, is that what your lawyer was concerned or is it anything else? No, no, no. She, she, she was saying like, if I'm at, I'm at PIMCO, I get laid off this week and I get a green card like next week or, or I get an RFE just like I'll get laid off and I'll get an RFE. I won't have enough time to go to the other job and file 485J. I don't know if that is a very tricky... Well, well, if you get an RFE, you still have 87 days to respond to that RFE. And you still, under the COVID conditions, you have extra 60 days to respond to that RFE. So I could apply, I could send them the new company 485J at that point? Yes. Yeah. But I would like you not maintain not much gap period, though, between company A to company C. If you can find company B, work for, you know, anything that will be much better. Sure. The question is, uh, if can the company be apply for 485J and they push the start date to like two months away? Is that still okay, Rahul? No, that's not okay. You don't have to do 485J immediately. Uh, I mean, in the sense, like if so, I get so, an RFE and you join no, a new no, no. company. No, no, no. Let's say your, mo your intention is to join company C, okay? Yes. You're waiting for that good offer, okay? Yes. You got this job with company B, okay? Mm -hmm. You can go join company B. Don't file for 85J supplement. Oh, but, but like if if there's an RFE, I would if there is an RFE, if there is an RSE, you have 87 days plus 60 days. That's like 150 days. But then you are. It's not medical RFE. Uh, I'm just saying like if if they if they want if there is an RFE, if there's a regular RFE, it's 157 days you have. But then I'm not at this old company, right, Rahul? Like I'm That's not. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Here is the date. You got laid off today, which yeah. is August twentieth. Let's assume August twentieth. Yeah. You joined company B. Okay. So you got an RFE right now. You have mm -hmm. one hundred and fifty days. In the meantime, you go to company C and respond to from company C for it by just. Oh, that is okay. My lawyer That's was saying like, yeah, if you get an RFE for this particular green card application and you say, I am with the company B, then that could be a problem. So she kind of- No, no, you know. no, 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 no. That's absolutely not right. Sure, sure. It looks like you misinterpreted it. The way I'm having discussion with you, look, there is some misinterpretation. I don't oh. think so she said it. Sure, sure. And and can, there, like, can we do this second scenario, Rahul, like where they apply for 485J and then I say, I, I want to start like within two months. Would that still be okay or no? No, no. I don't want you to have a gap period. 
Okay. What are you doing right now to two months? I just want to interview with these other companies and then no, take a break. But, for, but, but no, you, you can't have gap. Gap period is not good for you. Uh, I mean, I'll still be at PIMCO, but if they lay me off, like that's the scenario we are working with, right? Like, like I'll just work I with could, some I couldn't understand it. If you're working with the same company, you can file the, they won't ask you RFE. Even if they ask RFE, you can submit the 485J supplement with the PIMCO. Okay. Sure. You're still working there. So you if, yeah, if, so, so do you mean to say that if there is an RFP, TIMCO is not going to give you a 485J supplement? No, we already had 485J. Let's say like by the time I get RFE, I'm laid off at, at company TIMCO, well, right? Like, go join the next company, file a 485J company with the next company. But that is okay, right? Like That's Rahul? perfectly okay. Yeah, that's perfectly okay. okay. Next person, please. Got it. Thank you. Thank you, Rahul. Puneet? I'll take the next two caller guys, two callers. Uh, hi, Rahul. You're able to hear me, right? Yes. Uh, so Rahul, uh, for me, uh, I have my H1B lottery picked up in the second round. And uh, currently I'm on L1B visa, which is maxing out on September 9th. So from September 9th, uh, so H1B cannot be valid from October 1. So for a brief period, I have to be on H4 uh, based yes. on my wife's H1. So mm -hmm. uh, my question is like, uh, can I file uh, uh, an online application or I have to file an application to change it to H4 and there's, no, there's no need for you to file a paper application. Did you already file the H1B already? Uh, no, we are, I'm, uh, we are just waiting. We have like two, three months of time period. So we are just waiting for that so that yeah. we can file the change of status once H4 is applied. Yeah, you can apply for H4 status absolutely online. You don't have to file manually. Okay, and date uh, 9 September is the end date. So should we uh, file a uh, change of status? Like Start date or one or two date? Or yeah, yeah, 9th September to uh, to the end of the H1B. H, put the end of the put the end of the H1B period for uh, for your wife. Okay, and then file okay. the then file the H1B. Okay, and there is something called last action rule. Just in case if your H1B gets approved, which is going to be premium processing, obviously. Yeah. H4 gets approved though. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can always go outside to Mexico and come back. It's called automatic revalidation. Okay. So meanwhile, if H4 application is pending, uh, they will approve change of status from H4 to H1B uh, during that time. What we noticed is that, what we noticed is that for some L1 periods though, they're just approving with the October 1st, even if they didn't have the H4, which is surprising for me. Okay. They may approve, they may not approve. At, at this point of time, when I look into the approval, it's a good possibility they will approve with the N84. Okay, so should we, like, when we'll be applying as a change of status to H1, should we withdraw the H4 application during that time? That, no, uh, don't withdraw Don't withdraw it. Don't withdraw it. Yeah. Okay, okay If sure. you withdraw so, it, withdraw it after October 1st, but not before October 1st. Okay, once H1 is active after that. That's right, yeah. Okay. Next person. Vaidya? Hi, uh, Rahul, I have a question. I have a Last valid, caller. Sorry about that. I have a valid L1B visa that is expiring on April 2022. And my name just got picked up uh, for H1B this July 2021 and is being sent for approval with USCIS on August of 2nd. Um, also in parallel, my L1A reclassification is submitted under premium processing last week. 
in the given situation can i travel to india um during the third week of october this year I have some family emergency situation with all the emergency comes four months in advance yeah i mean i have to go <laughs> at that time i mean i have yeah. few things okay first of all so you have a l1 extension pending right now is right what extension no. is pending L one B is expiring. The five years, it's a max out, and uh, so in H one B twenty twenty two. So you have a H one B change of status pending, or will be approved? Pending, pending. Most most probably will be approved, is right? I'm not sure. So because I've never been through this, so this got picked up in mid year, July twenty twenty one. So right, right. You can do premium processing, and it can be approved. Okay, okay. And uh, once my question, my question then is. do you have the l1 uh, stamped in the passport right now l1 b stamped yeah yeah till april 2022 i have a valid stamping i would want you to do this i want you to apply for the premium processing of h1b okay okay the reason is that if the change of status is pending you leave the country it's considered that you have abandoned the change of status okay you got it got so, it so since you are abandoning the change of status your h1b will be approved without the i94 mm-hmm. so that means technically you are not counted towards the h1b number yet got it okay the best approach would be is that do the premium processing of the h1b you'll get the h1b approval before october mm-hmm. you stay for a month period on h1b when 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 do you intend to leave after october or before october in the month of october so is it like october first week second week what third week third week perfect so in third week you leave you leave one uh, you leave one you leave so from october first onwards to october third week you are on h1b is right yeah i mean technically they would have changed the status yeah 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 they would have changed the status now in october you go and you have the l1 stamping right now when you come mm-hmm. back come back and l1 Okay, that works, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come back and L one because there is no stamping available there for Correct. for H one B. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. but do you have any children who are born here? No, my family is in India. <laughs> so that means that you'll have to take a trip to Mexico to come here. Yeah. Or uh, my other follow up question was: I was going to apply for an NIE. So can yeah, I you ap- can try. Yeah, you can try it, but I would rather you can try. There's nothing wrong. And but, that can be yeah, tried from US itself. I mean, by, no, before my you travel. can apply, but. you can apply and they have to give a letter but uh, you can apply from from us okay. itself though so okay. if that doesn't work you come through mexico or or okay. are there but, uh, but you can come on l1 and it's the same company l1 and h1 is the same companies right same company same company uh, you yeah. can come on h1 you can come on l1 and then you can apply for transfer to h1b if you want later on okay and i don't know how and this l1 that, able play and at that time when you transfer to h1b you don't need you don't go you don't need to go to lottery because you spend 17 days or 15 days on h1b from october 1st to october 3rd week got it okay 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 thank you and okay thank yeah. you the next conference call will be tomorrow sorry guys i couldn't take all the people thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites. 
rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.